ESL Podcast, and today we're getting back into sales. We're going to be talking about closing, obviously the customer objections behind it, and resolving those objections. So guys, think about how you deal with people when it comes to objections, right? You can write down a mind map, write down customer objections as the circle. And then we could write down or write out those little spokes, you know, indicating, okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about this. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? So I have a quote here before we get into it. It says, always be closing. Okay. So what do you think it means? Do you agree with it? Now, always be closing. I'm guessing, you know, always be a closer. Make sure that you always close because if you don't close, you're just wasting your damn time. Right. So this still ends up being a little bit of an issue with me. Um, luckily, over the past probably a couple of weeks, I've had a couple of people, you know, from, you know, Kosovo. I did pretty well with that. She'll be coming back later on this month. Uh, tomorrow morning, a couple of consultations with some wonderful folks from Brazil. One's already interested in the online coaching and tutoring. And there was one Filipino living out there in Canada that I really thought I had the potential to close because I know that she really needs help with TOEFL. There's a lot of things she needs to be coached on. But again, it's not so much about my wants. It's about the customer journey. We need to understand, especially sales, me being an entrepreneur, me, you know, speaking with a lot of different people from around the world, that it's... Not so much they're going to pay, again, I've said this before, they're not going to pay when I'm ready, they're going to pay when they're ready, right? And so what I do want to talk about real quickly is hagglers, right? So a haggler is someone who tries uh, minimizing you, minimizing your accomplishments. You guys may have heard that I've talked about this or may have heard this before, but I talked about there was a girl from Pakistan who I gave a free $30 consultation to gave her a lot of feedback and then she was interested in having classes too and it was shocking because you know she was saying oh that's just way too expensive can you give me a discount and me I was like you know what Arsenio okay and this was back in August or September now I would never give anyone a discount if they ask for a discount right because if you're not willing to make the investment investment in terms of you know, uh, learning something that's going to take, guys, make, try to make sense of this. You're going to take the IELTS test. The IELTS test is 250 US dollars. If you don't have 60 US dollars for an investment on top of that 250 to do a master's program in another country that's going to cost tens of thousands of dollars, just go somewhere else. And these types of people, again, if they tried knocking me down, which they wouldn't, they would never do this. But if they were to listen to my podcast and then follow me, these people are 90% buyers right off the bat because they know what I'm truly capable of. However, other people like to minimize me and minimize my podcast and minimize what I have accomplished and minimize that, you know, on Facebook, my, you know, the views go up 600, you know, 600 views in just about what, uh, like five hours or whatnot. And so with these types of people, I want you to hold this with you. Never make yourself look cheap, okay? Never discount. Because when people start haggling you, you're going to have to go back into the lab. The lab to figure out, okay, why is it that 
this particular person tried discounting me. Did I do something wrong? Did I make myself look cheap? Absolutely not. So now going to something that has just happened, a guy reached out to me, he said, hey, I'm really interested in coaching. And I said, okay, well, membership is probably the best thing you could do. You know, you got a 50 overall in TOEFL, which is ag which is unbelievably low. Um, and I know that someone with that, you know, with that type of score, it's going to be far more difficult. And so this guy being from Afghanistan, I'm like, okay, all right, cool. And the next thing you know, I told him the price. He said, oh, can you give me a discount? And right then and there, that barrier went up. I said, see, you don't know that you're doing it, but you're minimizing and you're actually disrespecting me. Now, if I were to give you a discount, which I ultimately do by you signing up with my membership, giving you free coaching hours, then okay. But if you come at me and you say, oh, I need a discount, that's too expensive for me, yet you're going to take a test that costs four, five times the amount, and you're going to study and you're going to have to pay for a plane ticket to go to this country to spend tens of thousands of dollars to not only stay there, but to live there, to eat everything. But yet you can't make an investment of $100. See, people kind of have a tendency of being very cheap. And this is what has happened, no offense, to uh, with a lot of my Filipinos doesn't matter where they are. They're all across the Asian Pacific seaboard. And they're uh, obviously in the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, all that other stuff. But, you know, there was one group of class. I really thought this is going to be huge because I'm like, oh, my God, I got my first ever IELTS group. It's five Filipino nurses. Okay, so you're going to pay this amount, this amount, this amount, this amount, this amount. And although that was actually really cheap at the time, which I no longer have that sell. They thought that they were only going to pay literally two U.S. dollars an hour for me to coach them. From that point forward, I said, okay, this specific demographic and my folks from India, no offense, you guys are going to have to pay for consultations now. Because after all the results I've gotten, the capabilities, getting, the, having the integrity, absolutely, the results there were more than 10 nurses and scientists who have gotten the IELTS by me coaching them for one hour. That could have easily been $300 for me if I had charged them, but I didn't. And to think that these other individuals thought that they were, I was going to coach them for $2 an hour, yet you don't even follow my YouTube, you don't follow my Facebook page or my podcast. This is in infuriatingly disrespectful. And so that happened probably back in November of last year. And then I said, okay, that's enough. From time to time, again, I do get uh, Filipinos who actually book my calendar and they always do a no call, no show. They book it. I send them the calendar. I wait there. They never show up. I'm like, guys, you are now considered to be time wasters. Do not book my calendar anymore. I will cancel and cancel over and over again because I'm no longer given free consultations. You have to pay for consultations right off the back. Sorry. So, guys, in closing and going back to the guy from what did you do with the guy from Afghanistan? I just said, whoa, what, what? I said, listen, he said, okay, when do we get started? I said, we get started when you pay. Are you not understanding? I said, listen here. You, don't, you obviously don't have the money. 
I do have a YouTube, a Facebook page, and a podcast that will definitely help you with your future endeavors. And that was it. I have nothing because he is a person that asks so many questions and him being at such a low level, if I, and over the course of these two months, doing so much for him, basically he would have made up about 70% of my unhappiness over the next two months. I saw this. I'm a, I'm a futurist, right? I'm a goddamn messiah. And I would have been doing maybe close to 1000 US dollars worth of work for him for only $50 because he would have been bugging me in my inboxes, asking me about this, asking me about that. Absolutely not. Sorry, you are not my demographic. That's all there is to it. And that's why on my Facebook page, and over the last five months since I've done this, I haven't had a problem. I had to block particular countries from getting in contact with me. Because some of the scammers, obviously, that live in India, they started reporting my page. And Facebook, of course, they don't report. They don't look over anything. They just get a report and they hurry up and ban the page and they don't even want to speak to you. So every, like, week, it would be like, oh, you can't post for three days. You've been banned. You can't post for three days. You've been banned. You can't post. I said, what? I, this has never happened to me before. So I ended up, like, getting rid of about eight countries. And they were Arab nations, including India. And... I didn't have a problem anymore. So why am I telling you guys this? It's because time wasters, I absolutely do believe that they exist. There are jealous individuals out there. There are people who will disrespect you, not knowingly, but when they do, I literally just say, you know what? You're not even worth the money. Go listen to my podcast. You don't even know that I have a podcast. You don't know that I have the number one English language podcast in the world. Really? This doesn't make any sense. Why don't you know? And so if you come at, to me, come at me from from a perspective of Facebook and you do not ask any other questions, then guess what? You only see what's on Facebook, but you don't know the whole thing. So goodbye. So guys, I'm just trying to like customer objections. We're going to listen to a couple of right now. We got a, a couple of audios and we're going to listen to a couple of other things. But what I have here, I'm going to give you three questions. There's a nice little email in terms of dealing with objections um, at the bottom. Again, on my Patreon, there's a really exclusive audio, whereas I go over dealing with those types of objections too, which is pretty cool. But um, A is the prospect doesn't believe they need the solution. B, the company has insufficient budget. C, the company doesn't have staffing resources now. What we're going to do, we're going to listen to this and then we're going to discuss it right after and then we're going to go into another phase all right so without further ado let's get into it 15 conversation one yeah well i do really like it but i'm not sure we can free up the necessary funds at the moment Okay, could I ask why that is? Well, we've already allocated all the available spend for this quarter and it doesn't leave us enough to really consider this package at the moment. Right. When do you think that situation might change? I don't know. We have another budget meeting in a couple of months. Hmm. Okay. Is that it? Track 15. Okay, Conversation two. Well, this is something we're thinking about, but I don't think it's really something we can do now. Okay. Why is that? 
Well, we've got a lot of other projects on at the moment, and I don't think we have the manpower to devote to this now. But you are interested in our offer? Yeah, it's a good product and it would help us, but I don't think it's something we can think about now. Maybe next quarter. Mmm, okay. Track 15. Conversation 3. Yeah, you see, I genuinely like it, but I can't see exactly how it will help us. What do you mean exactly? Well, it's got a lot of features. Some of them will definitely be useful, but I'm not really sure we'll use all of them. So you think it's quite complicated? No, it's not really that complicated. I just don't know if we need to spend so much money when we'll only use half the features. So you're concerned about value? Yeah. I don't want to buy something that we don't get the most out of. Huh. All right. So, okay. Very interesting in saying that. The follow-up questions were always, why is that? Now, when someone doesn't have a budget, someone doesn't have a budget. Guys, I must warn you that you must be patient in times like these because we, especially as human beings, when we're trying to look for a quick sell, we don't realize the impact that it has on our image in relations to us looking cheap. So some of these people in America they would hurry up and just say, oh, okay, $50, $40, $30, $20. You guys heard the, the, the whole conversation I had about Mac Keeper, right? They were like, Arsenio, we'll give you a 25% we'll discount. We'll give you a 50% discount. discount. We'll give you an 80% discount. I said, you guys, your product isn't even worth it anymore. Give it to me for free, right? And so it's kind of like this guy. I remember I went to a suit shop unwittingly, okay? It was against my own will. Uh, I was a very stupid a guy or kid and nine years ago when I first traveled here to Thailand and I ended up getting into a little bit of a predicament, getting into a car with a guy who said he was going to take me to tourist attractions and he ended up taking me to a suit shop and a massage place. These types of individuals no longer exist though. They've been taken out by the police, I think. And now we can, you know, drive and go amongst the nature freely, right? <laughs> but nine years ago was difficult. So I remember we went to a suit shop and I've never told anyone this story yet. But when I walked in there, I thought about it. I was like, okay, yeah, I need a suit for my sister's graduation. Was I going to buy a suit? Well, if it was really cheap, I don't know. So I walk into this place. I walk upstairs. You know, this guy brings me a Coca-Cola and there's this Indian guy. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll give you three suits. He wasn't making eye contact or anything. He wrote some stuff down on a calculator and he wrote down like seven, $800. And I said, bro, that's way out of my budget. And then he kept demoting himself further and further and further to the point it got down to about 200. And then he started insulting me, saying, oh, you're poor. Oh, you're a poor man. And I said, I, and of course, me nine years ago, I was just, I was, I was struck. I said, here goes the guy who's bringing me into a goddamn suit shop and you're calling me poor. Excuse me? And again, if someone were to say that today, oh, my goodness. First and foremost, I would never get into a situation like that anymore. But again, you went from selling me a suit that was going to be 800 and then you just told me 100 You insulted me before you even said 100 You took more than 80% of the value off your product because you were hungry for money. What does that make you look like as an individual? Your shop, your service, and the material in which you make those suits with. You get what I'm saying, people? 
do not lower your, do not discount when you're quickly trying to make a sale. You see car sales people, they do the same thing. Oh, I'll buy it for 45. No, I can only do it for 47. Okay, 45, five. I'm like, you know what? You don't believe in your product. You don't believe in that car. So please keep that in mind, people. And so now what we're gonna do is the follow-up phase. What can you do if an objection like this ends up happening, obviously, in real Track life? Track 16, conversation one. Into it. So you don't want to rearrange the budget. Can I ask why? Well, it would cause all kinds of problems. I'd have to get agreement from all sorts of people. Okay, I can see why that would be difficult. Can I ask how you organize your budgets? Well, there's a meeting with me, the finance team, and other purchasers. So if I could talk to them, would that make it easier to change the budget? Yes, if they could see the value, they'd be more willing to consider a revision, even at this late stage. So can we set up a meeting with the budget team and... Track 16. Conversation 2. That was an interesting conversation. Okay, you said you had other priorities. What's the top one at the moment? Well, we're completing the designs for a big transport system in the Middle East. That's really the top priority. When you say transport, do you mean road, rail or...? It's an underground railway, but I can't really go into any more detail. And would I be right in thinking that reducing labour time would help you with this project? I mean, I guess the deadline's approaching. We missed the first one, actually. It caused a lot of problems. We absolutely need to meet the next milestone. So it seems you're under a lot of time pressure. What if I told you that installing our design software now could save you 50 man-hours over the next week and 250 over the next month? Is that something you'd be interested in? Huh. Okay. I doubt that... Track 16. Conversation 3. What I'm hearing is you'd like a simpler system. Yeah, if we could just get the main features we use, that would make training easier and would also make it more affordable. Is that possible? Well, I understand your concerns. They're quite common, in fact. The issue with a simpler solution is it means you don't have any room for growth. I'm not sure our needs will change that much in the future. I know what you mean. But many of our customers have found that over time they have used the more advanced features and actually discovered that they have been able to add services to their core business as a result. Would you like to know more about that? Yeah. Well, here's a case study from a previous customer. Let me show you how they got around it. Uh, okay, so let's just, uh, let's just top it off with that guy right there, right? I I don't like the way he approached that. Now, a case study. Oh, man, these case studies are so difficult, right? It's kind of like testimonials, right? I have one testimony on my website, and I could have gotten about five, six, seven, eight, nine more. But I just felt like, no, I think my case study is probably going to be me doing the podcast and showing people that I actually know what I, you know, what I talk about and what I do. If they actually hear me coaching students, that's the case study. But nonetheless, you know, it just felt like that girl continued to retract. Like she kept saying, okay, she's very, very standoffish. She kept backing up more and more and more. 
to the point that, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, the, the, well, the thing is, uh, people ultimately end up going on to using some of the advanced features. Let me show you a case study. I don't know. I don't think a case study is actually going to help me. I don't think a case study is going to convince me either. Right? And so, again, going back to the woman on the second audio, you know, with the whole train thing. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it could save you 50 man hours of this and 250 of this. Would you be interested? And the thing is, the lady already said, well, I can't go much into detail. And me right there, I would have been like, okay, well, you know what? Thanks for your day. Goodbye. You, you know, because I just feel like you got to, you, you, she's not showing that respect. She, I, from a perspective, it's kind of like when someone comes to me, they know that they need my services, so I don't need to sell anything to them. I'm going to give them a free consultation. And right after that, they're going to say, I need this amount of hours, done deal. There was only one Colombian lawyer, which I which whom I had spoken to probably about five months ago, where we got on this call. We started going over some of the particulars in regards to this writing task. She said she was going to bring a friend and then she ended up disappearing. This was at the beginning of September. But at the same time, she got in contact with me after I gave her that 114 when it came to the what when I posted the 114 TOEFL IBT score that my student had achieved so it's like what do I do now she's like oh well this oh well you know this okay well I was thinking this and she kept just going lower and lower and lower and there was no follow-up I think I asked her the last time I said okay when are you going to take your test and she just told said the date and she didn't respond to me in like x amount of days so I'm like okay and that was the end of it Never spoke to her again. And again, you are going to have things like this. And this goes back to that second audio. And the lady saying, oh, well, you know, we're doing this rail problem. It's underground and I can't go much more into detail. Like, like you, you're not going to let me in. You got to let me in. You got to show, like, this isn't a transaction. This is exactly what Lisa Cato had said on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. The moment someone feels that it's a transaction, they're going to act like this. And that's probably why that woman ended up acting like this. Because it felt like, especially in the third audio, the guy was like, here, let me show you a case study. By the time you get into a case study, forget it. And the girl's indecisive. Uh, yeah? That made all the difference in the world. That's basically saying, no, I'm not interested. So again, some people got to make sales. Some people got to just sell, 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 sell. But a lot of people, they don't like it just being a transaction, you know? So what do I mean by a transaction to top this off? And again, if you guys want the templates and everything, it's available on my Business English Podcast badge on my Patreon, which is in the description. Okay. So a lady who I had coached in TOEFL came to me about a couple of months later. She said, Senio, you know, I'm still having problems with reading. I said, you know what? Hey, I'll help you. Okay, I'll give you a free hour coach and let's get on a call. Oh my God, yes, wonderful. That free hour, she ended up purchasing two hours. See, that's not a transaction. That's me being just a good, decent human being. That's it. And so when we look at another transaction, there were a couple of, was it a couple of Peruvians? Or I think it was just one Peruvian, right? She got in contact with me and she's like, hey, you know, I'm very interested in, um, what is it? Uh, I, I really need some coaching. Do you have an emergency course? And I told her, I said, you know what? Thank you so much for reaching out to me, man. I appreciate that you are listening to my podcast and supporting it. I would love to get on a call, give you a nice little tester consultation, and we'll go from there. How does that sound? It's free. Because I already knew she was going to pay. 
So this just solidified it. Or I could have said, like an asshole, looking at it from a transactional standpoint, yeah, I have an emergency course. You could pay $120 right now for four hours. I don't even know what she needs. I don't even know what her needs are. I need to get in front of her and see what she needs. See what I mean, people? Sometimes we just look at things as transactions, kind of like the lady who sent me an email. She said right off the bat, she was like, hey, you know what? Do you have a PayPal? Okay, I need some coaching hours, July. It was, she was my first ever online client. She got that 114 in TOEFL IBT. Alejandra, that girl that needed to hurry up and build up her skills, she got a 96, got her desired score. The Spanish girl over the last two months, man, I built her up, built her up. She said, oh, all I need is an 80. She got a 100, right? And again, all of those came by emails or Instagram follows and people asking me, hey, I need help. Another beautiful soul, a young uh, university student from uh, Iran. She said, hey, Arsenio, I'm very interested in, you know, um, you know, in your courses. And she sent me a WhatsApp message. Normally when I get WhatsApp messages, they're so annoying. They're people who are just like time wasters and they're like, hello. And I'm like, uh, hi. You know what I mean? Like say, like, say who you are. Don't just give me a hello. Like, my friends don't even say that. Okay, like if you don't know someone, you got to give a formal introduction. Okay, I said, you know, they don't know how to. Fine, this girl did. A lot of other people from India, even in Scotland, uh, different, you know, countries in Africa, y'all got to build that up. Hello, my name is, uh, I heard your podcast, man, I'm interested in this. How can we, da, 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 da. you see what I mean? Like, hello, hi, how can I help you? And that sounds very similar to the scammer that I had to deal with last June. Um, that was all over my Facebook pages, hence why I had to block a few or actually several countries from getting in contact with my Facebook page. So in saying that, people, it's kind of like the Brazilian girl tomorrow morning. There are two. One I offered. It sounds like she doesn't really need coaching hours. I think she might be good to go. Um, and she followed my YouTube. She followed my Facebook page. She followed everything. She's amazing. And then there was another girl and she asked me right off the back, hey, you know, I'm interested in the tutoring, the coaching. I have, a, a, you know, the IELTS, I'm sorry, the TOEFL coming up later on this month. So I'm like, hey, you know what? Free consultation, let's do it. Because I already know the potentiality of landing her. I already know how to close her. That's how you close customers who are already interested. But if you get a customer who you offer and they're just saying, oh yeah, I'm planning on taking IELTS. I had a problem with this and that. And they're not interested and they don't ask, hey, you know, I'm interested in the coaching except the Filipino girl, the Filipino girl from like last month. And I love talking about these things, right? And just giving you guys a nice perspective. But she added me as a friend. She didn't really say anything. And I said, hey, so how about this? And she just gave me like a small sentence. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So a couple of days later, she says, hey, you know what? Uh, can I have the consultation? And I'm like, oh, okay. Who the hell told you about the consultation? And she's like, oh, you know, I, uh, we heard, I heard about you in this group. So there's a group where there are Filipino nurses and stuff like that. And I guess I'm very well known, but I want to be well known in a way that you better pay me, right? And so she was already interested in paying, right? This was December 20th, sent her everything, sent her all the details. And of course, she's still on my Facebook. She's still a friend and maybe she will end up coming. But, um, you know, some people... If they are time wasters, they don't add, they, they, if they're time wasters, they don't say, hey, I'm interested in your tutoring and your coaching. The guy from Afghanistan, he said, hey, I'm interested in your coaching. But I was looking at his English and looked at the fact that he lived in Afghanistan. And I realized this could be a little bit of, bit of an issue. I didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. 
as per se, you know, uh, a couple of other uh, wonderful Afghanistanians uh, I met last year who were phenomenal, but I gave them all free, 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 you know? So again, guys, just putting into perspective, you know, you just have to, there's a way to close. You have to understand customer journeys and don't force the issue. Don't force it. Because again, some people be like, oh, okay, well, let me know. Like I probably could have forced it a little bit better, you know, more with, you know, the Filipina, but I, I would have probably pushed her to make a decision that she probably wouldn't have been ready to make. See what I mean? So in saying that, that was a long one guys that was delicious it was delicious if you guys have any other questions please let me know make sure you go on to my early access batch that's five dollars a month or my business english podcast batch with all the wonderful templates and all the good exclusive stuff on there as well as one hour coaching go on there you get it TOEFL IBT IELTS TOEIC and TOEFL ITP badges are available prices have not changed so go on to patreon follow me on facebook follow me on instagram tag me in stories let me know what's going on and i'll be waiting for you over and out